Hello and welcome to the Van Foodster Podcast. I am your host, Richard Wallach, covering the food scene in and around the Vancouver area, across Canada, and beyond. This is episode 56 of the Van Foodster podcast. In this week's episode, I feature Marty's Kitchen and their burnt bass cheesecakes. I will then talk about Minus Cupcake and Boutique on Kingsway. I will feature La Ruta's new soon-to-open location in Canby Village. I will do a feature on Disco Dim Sum at Cold Tea Restaurant in downtown Vancouver. And lastly, I will feature the recently published The Unofficial Hogwarts Cookbook for Kids. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Van Foodster, as well as visit VancouverFoodster.com for everything food in Vancouver and beyond. We'll get on this week's episode, and we'll talk about Marty's Kitchen. So um, Marty Ra, Chef Marty Ra, had been uh, working for many years for Pacific Yacht Charters as executive chef. And I guess uh, as things changed when uh, COVID began, uh, catering kind of went to a halt as all these events have gone had gone uh, by the wayside, pretty much that's the way of putting it. So uh, he went on, he decided to go on his own. He left the company and uh, started his own catering company and eventually started this uh, cheesecake line during the pandemic, which has just taken off, taken off by storm. Uh, he started with an original burnt bass cheesecake. He now has several flavors, probably about eight or nine, ten flavors of burnt bass cheesecakes. He's uh selling to other cafes around the city and he's selling to the public so people can order uh, via his website and uh, pick up or have delivered uh, burnt bass cheesecakes for their home for their home for their parties for, for whatever and uh, he's done a great job so I had a chance to taste a couple of his cheesecakes and uh, some of his tarts recently uh, and um, I'll tell you what I what I thought so um, I did try the uh, original, and I also tried the uh, Vietnamese coffee. My favorite, actually, of the two was the original. It was smooth. It was delicious. A great, great flavor of the burnt bass cheesecake. Um, I love coffee. I love Vietnamese coffee, but I thought that the Vietnamese coffee um, flavor was very intense. So you could only really have a forkful of that, or, I mean, just you'd be, like, out of it, I think. Because, I mean, you you share it for sure. Uh, or have just a small piece, uh, but I really thought the original was just incredible. I ate the whole piece; it was really, really good. Uh, so uh, he's got, uh, I believe, a couple sizes of that cheesecake, and you can order it online from uh, Marty'sKitchen.com, and uh, and then you can either have it delivered to you in the Greater Vancouver area, or you can pick it up. And they have other flavors. So um, they have uh, they have uh, matcha. That sounds really good. I love matcha. That one would be good to try. Uh, they have an Earl Grey. Um, they also have some of the very exotic flavors like durian. Not my cup of tea, but there are many people out there who do, do like durian, so I'm sure that one would be actually good for them as well. Uh, so he's got a lot of these different cheesecakes, and now he's got a lot of tarts. So I uh, tried a few of the tarts as well, but my favorite was the matcha, so matcha wins again. Uh, so tarts, and then he's got some other items as well. And then you can also get him to do cater. He can cater anything for you, like any dinner party, you know, a wedding, whatever it is. 
Marty, Chef Marty Rye at Marty's Kitchen can do that. So definitely check them out. They do a great job, and uh, this was a, a fun time tasting their cheesecakes. And sticking with sweets, it's been a lot of sweets lately, and I do have a sweet tooth, but um, there's been a lot lately. But this was a really cool place. I had never, well, I kind of missed the point of there was a TikTok video about them a couple months ago, and although I was told about it, it sort of didn't really resonate. Until I found Minus Cupcake Boutique on Kingsway and uh, had a little chat with them and we went for a visit. And wow, I was blown away. Oh, so Chef has done an incredible job with this. So she uh, she's a um, pastry chef and had an idea to create a like, this special cup. So it's actually kind of like a little cake cup that goes on top of a holder. So it's like plastic kind of, I guess, cake cup thing. And it's like a... You can, it's like a two-in-one. So you've got this amazing bubble tea drink underneath. And then you've got this amazing cake, a mini cake on top. So it's like a two-in-one dessert thing. It was really, really good. I tried four of them. I mean, I there are actually other flavors on that menu I really want to try. So I definitely want to go back there. But I love how they do it. So they've got, uh, you, get, you can see the cakes. You'll have a, a list of cakes when you walk in the boutique. And they'll have cake cup combos. So these are preset combos which they've already designed for you. And so you can go for the pre-cake combo because that's really like she's really thought this out. Um, and if what to go with. Or you can get the drinks by themselves. Um, or you could just uh, make your own combo. You know, just say I want to have the tiramisu cake on, um, I don't know, an oval teen slushy. Something, something like that. So you can do that. Um, she'll have seasonal ones coming out. So definitely want to check this out. I really thought this was a lot of fun. So I'll tell you what I tried. The uh, mango cake, it's called On Mango. So it was a fresh mango, coconut milk, mango juice, sago, kind of bubbly tea sort of. It wasn't tea, but it was a bubbly drink with this uh, sago. This was incredible. I loved it. The cake was just delicious, creamy, and just really, really good flavor. So I thought the whole combo here was very good. The tiramisu cake, very, very rich tiramisu cake. Um, I couldn't actually eat through the whole thing right away. I did finish it um, sort of later that night, but uh, it was very, very rich, very, very good. Um, it came with a regular milk, honeycomb, coffee foam. Now, they make also everything in-house. The honeycomb is made in-house, so really, really good there. Uh, so my favorite, I guess I had a few favorites. I mean, I really like them all, actually, but... Uh, my favorite favorite was the matcha yuzu cake. This the cake, the yuzu, really, really good flavors in there, the matcha yuzu cake. And then I had that on a matcha with cereal milk. So they actually make their own cereal milk in-house, and it's kind of like a matcha milk. So you've got this whole matcha-y drink going on with the cake, really good. I also love the pandan cake. This was really good. I actually would want to try this one again. Uh, but And I had this with a lychee drink, really, really good. So just a really good combination there is another drink I do want to try. I believe it's a, uh, I don't know if it's called Ovaltine or it's got Ovaltine in the drink. I don't remember, but um, that's one I want to try. I want to try their old gray cake. Everyone's, everyone's telling me about that one since I was last there. So I want to try that. So anyways, I will get back there, but I think they do a great job. They also make these um, rolls and you can get these like matcha green tea crispy roll. This was really good. So I took this to go and it's um it's kind of a large roll. It had two sizes, like a half size and a full size. And this needs to be kind of ordered in advance. I'd say order in a day in advance. Sometimes they have them in their uh, pastry case to buy. Um, they don't sell slices, so you have to buy a whole one. 
uh, but you know, it lasts a few days and you can share it. And it was really, really yummy. The whole matcha thing. And then she covers it with like a chocolate. Like, I don't know if it was a white chocolate or it's a matcha chocolate on the outside of this cake. It was phenomenal. So definitely check them out. Miner's Cupcake Boutique. It's up on uh, Kingsway um, in Vancouver. Just kind of like uh, just west of the border to Boundary Road. So very, very close there and very, very cute spot. And uh, I, you're going to see a lot more from them soon. So uh, watch for this. And then uh, La Rota. So La Rota is kind of part of a chain in Vancouver. So I don't usually talk about chain restaurants too much. But I think these guys are not really a chain restaurant yet, I guess. I mean, they have, like, other locations. They are part of a company that actually owns other, um, uh, other pizzeria brands. So La Rota is actually the higher echelon i guess you would say um in the company of megabyte so megabyte the owner of kubelay he had megabyte he started off with megabyte and you'll see a few locations around the city of megabyte then he uh, went into pizza garden and opened up some pizza gardens a bunch of years ago now there's pizza gardens kind of like all over the place um and they do a great job as well and now La Rota actually i think it premiered about four years ago i believe four or five years ago where it was uh, doing an event in coquitlam they were opening up coquitlam as a kind of a testing store and it did really well and since then, there's only been a few open up. Um, so West 4th Avenue opened up, I believe, last year um, in Vancouver. And this is their second location in Vancouver, just about to open. It's on Camby Street and uh, right between 7th and 8th, right near the Whole Foods on Camby. Um, they um, expect to open this sometime this coming week. Uh, they don't have an exact date yet, waiting on their final permit. Uh, but I did have a chance to preview this restaurant a few days ago and... Uh, Wow, they've done a beautiful job. It's just gorgeous interior, beautiful murals in the wall. Um, the inside, just it's really set up very well. You're not really going to notice that it's a chain too much because um, I think they did a great job in decor. It looks like kind of like just a beautiful pizzeria. So it is part of a chain, La Rota, but I don't think, I think, I think, I'm like, I think we actually have four locations, or this may be the fourth location for them. So I wouldn't call them a chain just yet, but I'm sure there will be more locations of La Rota coming around the greater Vancouver area soon. Uh, so they are kind of like all about slices, but if you look at their menu when you walk in the restaurant, you'll see pizza pies. They don't actually make me any mention to the slices. Uh, you'll just see whole pizzas up top, and these are pop they've got like lists of popular meats, popular vegetarian, and you can choose. But the menu is extensive, so if you actually don't look at the board and you uh, go, to the, go to the table, put your QR code on, you'll get the menu, you can see there's like, uh, I don't know, I didn't count exactly how many offerings, but there's, I think, 20 offerings of meat pizzas, another 18 or so vegetarian pizzas. So a lot going on. Uh, they have different sauces. Some have tomato sauce, some have Alfredo sauce, some have a pesto sauce. So um, I had a chance to try a lot of different pizza. I ate a lot of pizza that night, like six slices for a bit. But you had to do that in order to get a, a taste. So we were just served slices, not actual whole pies. But this was actually a better idea because it gave everybody an opportunity to try different things that they wanted to try. So uh, I kind of do it as I call it as round one. So I had my round one was a mushroom gorgonzola with pesto pepperoni. Sorry, mushroom gorgonzola with pesto. I also tried pepperoni with basil and honey. I'll tell you about my favorites in a minute. Um, in round two, I went for polo picante pizza and the vegetarian with tomato sauce. And round three... I was getting kind of full at this point, although I managed. Uh, potato pizza and then their pancetta, pear, and arugula. Uh, my favorites of the six that I tried were the mushroom gorgonzola. Now, 
I am not a fan of gorgonzola. I, you know, I usually vo avoid it because I find that gorgonzola really screws up my taste buds. But that's more like if you're at a wine and cheese and you're having little gorgonzola, and I'm like, this just sort of knocks me out, knocks me out. So I usually avoid it in restaurants. However, this was phenomenal. I loved it. The mushroom gorgonzola pesto is a very, very good pizza. I could, I actually can't wait to actually try a whole pizza of this because it was just the one slice was really good. So that was a total surprise because that was not what I was expecting. Uh, the pepperoni with basil honey, also another favorite. Just The honey on this pizza just makes it amazing. It just like, you know, pepperoni, fine, whatever, pepperoni, basil, what. The honey just just add to this to this pizza. It's very good. The polo picante pizza, another favorite. I actually had some uh, leftovers last night from that one, and that one was really good. I believe that was an Alfredo sauce base. It was very very tasty. And also another win winner was the pancetta pear and arugula. You know, like usually pear doesn't have a whole lot of taste, whole lot of flavor. You can put pear in apple cake, you know, pear in a cake or whatever. It doesn't really t do much. Pear in other dishes doesn't really work, but this worked, so it's um, pancetta, pear, and arugula. Just a, a really good combination pizza. So uh, definitely check them out. They're on Cami Street in Cami Village. Uh, coming up sometime later in the week. We don't have an exact date, but I will post it, that on Instagram when, once they have actually opened up. And, uh, you know, you can, go, you can go walk in and get some slices to go. You can actually sit inside if you'd like. Make sure you got your vaccine card with you. That's for sure if you're going to do that inside uh, ordering. Um, or I'm sure they'll be on DoorDash and Uber Eats very, very soon. I mean, Pizza Garden restaurants are. They did a phenomenal business during COVID. I'm sure this restaurant's going to be as well. So watch for that. The Rhoda, if you live in the Camby Village area, anywhere on the west side, that's going to be your, your spot. And then uh, cold tea restaurants. So this is something I've been wanting to do for a while. It just take, took me a little while to get around to doing it. Uh, there's something called Disco Dim Sum. happens every Sunday. It's a fun way of enjoying dim sum with some great music in the background. So I uh, finally did this last weekend, and it's, uh, so cold tea restaurants, vegetarian, sorry, not vegetarian, uh, where did I get that from? Uh, Vietnamese Chinese restaurant, um, and uh, they do this fun dim sum idea. So they actually have all day dim sum, it's on their menu anyway, so you can get that during the night time if you want some dim sum, but on Sundays, they've got this dim sum cart, which is a steamer cart, and it goes table to table, just like the traditional Chinese restaurants used to do. But this one's a little bit different. And they show you what they've got in the cart, and then you can order whatever items you want to have. You can just get them to serve it to you. Um, and then you've got uh, DJ Local Boy uh, making, uh, serving up, I'm going to say serving up, kind of funny, sounds weird, but uh, he's spinning tunes and it's just great music. It's just fun music. You listen along, you sing along, and you get to enjoy some great uh, dim sums. So that was fun. They also have a mimosa cart that goes around table to table. Now, I'm not really much for mimosas. Although most people are, I'm just not. So I had a, I had an orange juice. That sounds lame, but I had an orange juice. But if you want to enjoy mimosas on a Sunday morning, by all means, and then you've got it with dim sum. You've got this great music by DJ Local Boy, and you have a lot of fun, and it's just a great way of some eating. And I think, you know, I went early, but I think if you go a little bit later, you're going to see, like, lots of people. So it depends on right now, do you want to see lots of people and have a great vibe experience, <clears throat> or do you... um want to go when there's no one around so you can choose that 11 a.m when there's really no one around and then you know i think at 12 30 1 o'clock that's pretty crowded so 
there were a lot of items that we tried. So, and then I have I've had these items many times on various dim sum restaurants. So, no, nothing really new here except for sort of maybe the last item, which I'll talk about in a minute. Uh, so, uh, vegetarian bean curd, we had that. Um, I actually didn't have the sticky rice, but Larry did. Uh, we had the hargao, it's just common, the sumai, the pho long bao, long bao, the soup dump, beef soup dumpling, which was great. I love their zoomer dumplings. There were the mushroom, five types of mushrooms, bok choy bean thread. And then I ordered the uh, the cheeky dumplings. That's one of my favorite dumpling dishes they have on their menu. You can get this at nighttime as well. It's, it's uh, braised beef cheeks, uh, carrots. It was It's very, very good. And then the surprise one, this is sort of like not your traditional dim sum dish, uh, but it is their signature dim sum at the restaurant called The Baller. And it basically looks beautiful. First of all, you can find it on my Instagram. I posted that a few days ago at Van Foodster. It's got lobster, scallops, and it's topped with caviar. So um, this is their signature. Check it out. It's really good. Called The Baller. So uh, you can go every Sunday. It's available at Disco Dim Sum. Disco Dim Sum, I believe you can call up for reservation if you'd like, or just walk on in right off Granville Street and Davy in the on the uh, downtown uh, Vancouver. And they are actually participating in my uh, Vancouver Dumpling Fest coming up on October 6th. So uh, you can still get tickets for that one. It's uh, we've got a bunch of restaurants involved here. Of course, uh, Colty Restaurant, as I just mentioned. We've got um, Dochai in uh, Yale Town. We have uh, Mizell, a Mexican dumplings up on uh, Main Street in Mount Pleasant. And we will have another one joining us very, very soon. So that's going to be a fun event. You can get uh, tickets to VancouverFoodster.com. Um, just go up onto the site. You can look for the article on it. Or you can actually just look for the uh, graphic down the right-hand side. And you can pick up tickets and come and join us on uh, October 6th. So I had been doing a lot of cookbooks for a while. And then I kind of... I guess I didn't take a break, but I think the thing is the way publishers work. So you get a lot of cookbooks come out in the fall, a lot of cookbooks come out in the spring. Not much comes out in the summertime. So I haven't actually done many cookbooks in the summertime. But there is this one new kind of a fun cookbook that has just come out, and I just had a chance to um, take a look through the book and made a couple of recipes from it. It's called The Unofficial Hogwarts Cookbook for Kids. It is unofficial. It is not tied to J.K. Rowling and... Uh, and that collection of books. So uh, it is unofficial, just so you know that. Um, it is now available by Ulysses Press in the United States and across Canada by Alana Alhatlani. It features 50 magically spellbinding recipes for your witches and wizards. Chapters include breakfast and snacks, small treats, lunch, dinner, dessert, and drinks. Um, in the U.S., it's priced at $17.95. Um, I don't know what it is in Canada, so you'd actually have to check that out. Go through Indigo Chapters or through Amazon to find it. I just made a couple of fun recipes from this book. I made chicken fingers, which were actually very tasty, and baked sweet potato fries. Now, it says it's for kids, but I think maybe a couple of the recipes the kids can do, but I think it's more like the adults are making the food for the kids because um, there were a lot of steps involved in that chicken fingers. I can't see how my nephews would even get through this. They'd be lost halfway through. So I really think it's the parents making up the food for the kids. The only little thing is um, the kids aren't probably going to know anything about this book, but the parents will for sure. So it's like kind of that age thing. So uh, definitely it's kind of a fun book. Check it out. I think um, kids will have fun um, after parents make them the food. 
probably, unless you're maybe an older kid, maybe you're like 12 years old and you just sort of know what you're doing, um, then I would actually work. But I think uh, parents have tried to make it for the kids because I don't, well, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe I'll, maybe someone will challenge me and they'll say, your 10-year-old made this. I don't know. Anyways, very, very tasty, kind of fun stuff. Chicken fingers, two potato fries. They've got a whole bunch of other different kind of fun recipes in the book as well. Thank you for listening to this week's show. Tune into the next episode next week to hear more interviews with chef and cookbook authors as well as other features. Please tell your friends about this podcast and have them subscribe to the Van Foodstrip Podcast and Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Play, and Amazon Music to hear my weekly show covering the food scene in and outside of Vancouver.